Welcome to the Writer's Block Party Podcast with your hosts Meredith Bond and Prue Warren, where they discuss every aspect of a writer's life, from the craft of writing and editing, through publishing and marketing, and finally into building a global publishing empire. Here is Mary and Prue. Welcome to the Writer's Block Party podcast. I am Meredith Bond. I am uh, half of the wonderful duo of Bond and Warren. Yay! I'm Prue Warren. (laughs) Bond and Warren. Prue. (laughs) Dynamic duo. Um, Today, Prue, we have a very, very special guest. And I am so excited. Because this is something that I have been dying to learn more about. We always talk about something that you have been dying to learn more about. Today, we're talking about something I have been wanting to learn more about. Our very special guest is you. Me. Oh, God. I thought it was too big a buildup. <laughs> too big a buildup. It's nothing but, but letdown from here on in. <laughs> no, I don't believe that for a moment. Today, you have agreed to talk to us about romantic comedy. Yes, I have indeed. And I, here's what I, here's what I've decided. And, and you can, you can guide me in your, while I'm guiding you, you can guide me. There was some Supreme Court justice who said about pornography. I don't know what it is, but I know it when I see it. I can't define it, but I know it when I see it. (laughs) This is the world of the rom-com. I know a rom-com when I come across it, but it turns out to be extremely hard to define. So so I did a little research. Obviously, the rom part of rom-com is easy. The romance, we know that what we need is a hero. You get the hero up a tree, you throw rocks at the hero, you do the same thing for the heroine. There's a horrible black moment where we can never be together again, followed by a happily ever after. That's the rom part. Right. But the, the com is considerably trickier. I looked up a definition of comedy, right? This is this is what it's, oh. I've sunk to. The definition of comedy, according to Wikipedia, which is always my source for great knowledge, is comedy is a genre of fiction that consists of discourses or works intended to be humorous or amusing by incite, inducing laughter. Okay. So that's... Okay. All right. Then something that makes you laugh. Right. That's so, very basic. I. It's very basic. I read 12 books on the Amazon wow. list in the last two weeks to see how many of them would fit that bill. Wait, I'm going to show you. Here's my, here's my list. Nobody else can see it, but you can see it. I've made a little chart of the books. Yeah. Um, they look very organized. I am very organized. I have intended to read more than 12, but the 12th one I read, which I will not tell you the name of, got me so upset. It was so bad that I oh, no. lost my taste for the romantic comedy. I mean, I I, no. I just I still haven't finished it because I'm so mad at the way the author set me up and then let me down. So, oh my goodness. Probably, probably because I was trying so hard to find and identify the rom-com concept. Here's what I discovered over my books. 
I have two observations for you. And the first one is that comedy is, this is, write this down, kids, comedy is subjective. What I think is funny is not what you think is funny. Right. What's more, things that made me howl when I was a kid don't even crack a smile. Uh, So, I mean, you're dealing with age, gender, background, mood. It's very hard to say that here is the formula for comedy. But I did come across in my (laughs) vague, not very accurate research, there's there's a social psychologist named Peter McGraw who's developed a working theory called benign violation. And this, this lights me up. I love this concept. The gist of the theory is that we find something funny when two conditions are met. One, it violates the way we think the world should work. Uh-huh. And two, it does so in a way that is non-threatening. Oh, I like so that. I do too. I love that concept that something, if it's threatening, it's not funny. Right. Right. I mean, if you if you jump out at someone and go, boo, uh, you might think that's funny, but the person who has just been alarmed, they don't think that's, that's no, <laughs> that's of course so not. Funny. So, but once again, comedy is subjective. You gotta do you you gotta you gotta assume that what's funny to you is not funny to everyone. But I found one other quote which I'm gonna give you. This is my third quote, right? I did pornography, I did benign violation. Here's the third quote. By E.B. White, who wrote Charlotte's Web, he said, <laughs> he said, analyzing humor is like dissecting a frog. Few people are interested, and the frog dies of it. <laughs> it's true. If you find something funny, you can't explain it. Like if someone says, I don't get it. The minute you start explaining what the joke is, it's dead. It just falls right. flat. My mother used to say, she'd look at the Far Side cartoons and go, why is that funny? And I'm like, well... <laughs> It's not going to help for me to explain it to you because it's not going to be funny. If you don't get it, you just don't get it. So Now, see, I like my daughter's definition of a joke. Good. She thinks that a joke is funny if one person laughs, even if that person is the person telling the joke. <laughs> that was my husband's theory. He would always say, I think it's and that's enough for me. Right. <laughs> okay, so we are proving the point. We are proving the point. Comedy is subjective. So you think you can define what a rom-com is. It's very (laughs) subjective. I was trying to define what I liked about a rom-com by looking at what I thought of as a rom-com, right? How do you you define it until you can say, I think that's a rom-com. I think that's not a rom-com. I looked up the list of best rom-com movies. And I found it distressing. I mean, it was as though anything that Meg Ryan or Tom Hanks was in was automatically a rom-com. Some (laughs) of those movies deal with very grim subject matter, like Sleepless in Seattle. I mean, he's a widower in deep mourning and she's engaged to the wrong guy. I mean, that's not a laugh riot, in my opinion. That's not benign violation. My, My sister told me that I need to go back and watch it again because Rosie O'Donnell's very funny in that movie. But, but. But Mary, do you think you can call it a rom-com if a, if a secondary character is the funny part? No, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. In a minute, I'm going to ask you what your, a couple of rom-coms that you like. And I looked to movies because it's easier to find movies that everybody's seen. I'm going to tell you some movies that I think are rom-coms. 
And I'll tell you right off the bat that I don't think Notting Hill is a rom-com. I think it's charming. It but is charming. I, it's funny. It's charming, but it's not funny. It's not set up with the intention of making me laugh. Right? Okay. So I don't take that as a rom-com. I think Groundhog Day is a rom. I think I think that's funny. Although oh, okay. the, the rom is sort of secondary. Right. French Kiss, French Kiss with uh, Meg Ryan and uh, beautiful Kevin Klein. That has that's funny. Okay. Clueless is funny. Sixteen Candles, The Princess Bride, Coming to America, While You Were Sleeping, and and my real this is my this is my my gold standard of a rom com, and you got to go back all the way to the thirties or forties. Is Bringing Up Baby, is Cary hmm. Grant and Catherine Hepburn and a leopard. That is a rom com. That is very funny. I think that's a very funny movie. So okay. I, that that's how I see rom coms. Now I, I'm putting you on the spot by asking if you have any that you regard. I don't, you don't, you don't have to, but what do you think is a rom-com movie? Huh? No, I'm not good at, at remembering ro- movies. Um, right. Like, but like pretty makes a lot of lists and that's not funny to me. That's no, I don't think that's magic funny. And sad and charming and ends happily, but I, it's not a comedy to me. What is it? What was that movie? Four weddings and a funeral? Four weddings and a funeral. It's, it's charming. I think Hugh Grant is charming, but I don't, it's not like, uh, I don't know, bringing up baby. I don't don't think it's done just to make me laugh. All right. So point is there are many different kinds of humor. There's political satire, slapstick, Mm -hmm. situational humor, puns and wordplay. Yeah. Storytelling. My, my kid loves stand-up comedians. He's constantly quoting stand-up comics and it's made him very funny, but he was the one who pointed out that there are people who do observational humor. There are people who do storytelling. There are people who are uh, nothing but ironic. There are insult comics. There are, there are, I don't understand those, but yes, I don't either, but comedy is subjective. So it's very hard to define what makes a rom-com and what doesn't. And I can read 12 books and I'll, you know, spoiler alert, one of them was funny, right? But (laughs) maybe other people found those books funny, which brings me to point number two, Mm -hmm. which is Amazon does not give a fuck. Amazon (laughs) has no interest in sitting in judgment over whether it's a rom-com or not. When I went through the list of potential rom-coms that I could be reading in order to talk to you about this. One of them in the top 10 list was a box set of four books about men who shifted into dragons Uh and the women who tamed them, right? Mm -hmm. Now, this is not rom-com time. I mean, that is paranormal. That's paranormal, right. Or speculative, as, as it's called now. Amazon did not care that whoever put that book up for sale said, what the hell? Call it a rom-com. There's a funny line in it somewhere. So Amazon is fine with that. Amazon refuses to get involved in the subjective question of, is this actually funny? Is that a funny thing? Right. So an Amazon is the big 600-pound gorilla in the room. You can go to your independent bookstore and, and shop for your own books, and that's good. And you can buy on Apple or Kobo or whatever, but most of the books in the world are sold by Amazon. Right. And because Amazon refuses to say, I don't think that's a rom-com, 
you're you're at the mercy of whoever decides. And I've been told and by it's several authors, the author or the publisher, right? And apparently, the phrase at the moment is rom coms are hot right now. I think the theory is that right now everybody is depressed about COVID and the economy and global warming and all the craziness that's going on in the world. And so they want something entertaining and light when they escape. They go to their escapist fantasy. Rom-coms are big at the moment. So everybody has named their Greek tragedy a rom-com <laughs> to get onto the rom-com list. So, so this, is, this, is what, this is what happened to me. I read those 12 books, seven of them, not even a smile, not even crack a smile. And I am 61, right? I am, I am a <laughs> privileged white woman. So I'm not necessarily the right audience for these books, but seven of them, I'm reading them going, well, I'm waiting for the funny. Where is it? You know, just sort of grumpy. And the one, the last one, I swear I had a nightmare inspired by how angry oh. this, I had a nightmare. I woke up like, Nope, can't get back to sleep right now because that book has pissed me off. It was just. Oh, no. You're going to have to tell us why that book pissed you off so much. No, I'm not going to because, you know, I'm happy to pass on praise, but I will not. I'm not going to tell you. Good luck. Maybe you'll think it's funny. Um, Mm. One of those books got a single smile. One of those books got a single chuckle, which to me means, okay, you had a little wit. It's not a rom-com. Two of them made me chuckle more than once, and only one earned my accolades as an actual rom-com, and that one I'm happy to pass on to you. This is what I thought was funny. A book by Lucy Score called Riley Thorne and the Dead Guy Next Door, (laughs) which was witty and charming and lighthearted and honestly funny. It was played to make me laugh, and and, and she succeeded. So I've never read any other Lucy Score, but I'm going to be reading more. Rom-com world, I like bringing up baby and Lucy's score. So that's my thought. Thank God for her. She got the taste of unhappiness out of my mouth. Okay, so Amazon, the point is, Amazon has zero fucks to give. Caveat emptor, right? Fire beware. You're on your own. Good luck. Amazon's going to tell you it's a rom-com. You may disagree. Well, I don't know that it's Amazon, again, telling you that it's a rom-com. It's the publisher telling you that it's a rom-com and they can say that whatever they want. Right. And And Amazon is not going to contradict them. That's right. Amazon is not going to contradict them. So the, the, the stereotype for a rom-com is it has an illustrated cover. It's bright and cheery and um, looks light and frothy, but I've come across light and frothy covers on books that are not even remotely light and frothy. Um, I read one that included tales of child abuse and abandonment, yeah. violence. And it was like, oh my God, I can't believe you marketed this as a rom-com. Oh my goodness. But maybe someone else finds that jolly good fun. So, so here we are. We don't know who likes what. But and this is my conclusion for you, Mary. I think this offers an opportunity. And I'm going to tell you about an opportunity that I think I'm going to pursue. Okay. And that is um, that that Mindy Klasky and I have been talking about how hard it is to actually get a funny book off a rom-com list. This bothers her too, because um, her latest two, the C word and the F word, both are, are rom-coms. Mm-hmm. And this is our theory, that every author is attempting to 
prove value and relevancy through their newsletter. We want the people who get our newsletters to believe that um, they're they're hearing from a friend, that a friend is telling them, here's what I think. Mm-hmm. So we're contemplating the idea of creating a little collective of rom-com authors, just a very small, maybe as many as 10, if we're lucky, and I'm planning on inviting Lucy's score, <laughs> to say once a quarter, this is a book that made me laugh. This is a book that I think is a rom-com. Uh-huh. And we create one document that lists it every quarter. And then all authors on this group attach that to the end of their newsletter once a quarter. Uh-huh. So that we all get exposure to each other's newsletter lists. We promote right. the actual premise of a rom-com being something that will make you laugh, that actually is funny and not just a colorful cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and provides that feeling of um, um, relevancy and value to our readers and other readers. If Amazon won't do it, why don't we do it? Sure. And since your readers, uh, your newsletter subscribers are people who like rom-com because they like your book, right? then they will want to know of other books. That's what I recommended think. by you and other authors. That's what I think of of what is a rom com. Well, and I was of also good th- funny books. A funny book, right? I was also thinking that because we are not tied, because it doesn't matter to me if you buy this book or not, right? It's just a recommendation. There's uh-huh. no reason why we couldn't recommend a book that was published ten years ago. Absolutely, we don't have to be here's the current hot read. It can be. Any book, any book that left you feeling uplifted and happy. Mm -hmm. And but now here's the question: Would you would you go outside of the romance field? Because I have I pulled a stack of books that made me laugh. Right? I was like, okay, what is a rom com? (laughs) And and not all of them, not all of them are are romances. Like Douglas Adams, Hitchhiker's Guide to Galaxy. It's not a it's not a it's not a certainly not romance. Not romance. And even better, he did a book called Last Chance to See, where he was hired by the BBC <laughs> to go with a naturalist all around the world looking for endangered species. And then they produced right. BBC radio programs and he turned it into a book. There is no romance. It's one of the funniest, most delightful, and also saddest books I've ever. It's just incredible. So, I mean, I would recommend that even though it was not a romance. So, I think it's easier to find a rom than it is to find a com. And if you can put the two together, I don't know why those aren't New York Times bestsellers. I have Lucy Score and I, right? Right <laughs> at the top of the right at the top of the charts. That's it. That's all I got for you on the subject of rom coms. And I've been timing me and that took about 15 minutes. So <laughs> <laughs> 20 minutes. They were at 20 minutes. So 20 um, minutes. Yeah. So this this can either be a very short podcast, which I don't think is necessarily a bad idea, or we can wander on to something else if you want. But I this is this is my thought on the romantic comedy. But I think that your thoughts are very interesting and valid. And the the idea of define I mean, everybody, nobody knows exactly what's funny because as you say, it's completely subjective. Right. But I love your and Mindy's idea to have a list or, or a recommendation 
of what's funny. And I don't know why it's only quarterly, because it sounds like if there are 10 people making up this list of recommendations, then you could do it every month where one person you take turns and one person recommends one book a month. And in fact, if you had 12 people, then it could be, you know, it's just once a year or yeah, once a year. And everybody agrees to put it on their newsletter. Right. Well, that's an interesting, that's an interesting variation. Because I mean, if you're only recommending one book each month, then it should be but are you saying that each person will recommend one book? And so they'll have a list of 10 books that you recommend. Yeah, yeah. That's my thought. That's my okay. thought. Because then you could um, sort of make a deal out of it. It could become an event, a quarterly event of right. Oh my actually books that really are funny. Uh-huh. And then, you know, for the rest of the for the rest of the quarter, you're wandering alone and unguarded through the morass of Amazon's keywords. <laughs> Here's another question. Are there Facebook groups for rom-com, for readers of rom-coms? Oh, that is very interesting. Why didn't I look it up? Because I know that there are Facebook groups for Regency romance readers. And all the time, people are saying, recommend a sweet Regency, recommend a hot Regency, recommend a series that is more than three books. Because I feel like reading a whole really long series and people will recommend book to these people in this one Facebook group. Here's clean romance, clean rom-com readers with 528 members and steamy Uh rom-com readers group with 51 members. They're both (laughs) private. They're both private groups. Uh So I think the answer is once again, not only not only is there not a large group of rom-com readers on Facebook, but once again, it's very hard to define what makes a rom-com. Right. When I, when I used to go to an independent bookstore in Alexandria, Virginia, um, they would say, here are our editor's picks. And the theory was that you got to know who Dave was and who Betsy was. And if you liked Dave's picks or Betsy's picks or Steve's picks or whoever's picks, you could turn back to them once a month and go, that guy and I agree. I will read that next recommendation. So Mm -hmm. under the theory that if we did a quarterly and it said, Prue said the funny book of the week was, uh, Mindy said the funny book of the week was, eventually you could theoretically come to trust that I don't like Prue's choices, but I do like Lucy Scores choices, right? And so you could kind of get to know who was recommending the book because it's so subjective, right? I don't think humor is funny. I don't think gastrointestinal humor is funny. I'm not a boy, <laughs> but you could come to, well, be, that would be sort of interesting if it included, uh, here's Prue's pick for the month, for the quarter. And here's my favorite rom-com movie, my favorite rom-com book, uh, and my favorite comic or something that would let mm-hmm. you say, no, no, I definitely don't want to know what this person thinks. Or yeah, <laughs> I like all those people too. I'm in. I like this sort of define who you are. Yeah. Yeah. That's a nice idea. (laughs) I got to talk to Mindy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, don't hang up on me yet. (laughs) I'm not going to. The other question I have for you is, does a rom-com have to be contemporary? Can you have a historical rom-com or a futuristic rom-com? 
Well, that is a really good question because I see, in my opinion, the answer is yes, you can because um, Galaxy Quest, right? Did you yes. ever see Quest? That's Galaxy only, Quest is, but it's not a rom. It's not a romance. Princess nope. Bride is a romance, and that's that's a fairy tale. So that's not contemporary. Um, that's a really good question. Romantic movies that are funny in the past. Oh well, um, all those. French farces of, of course, they were contemporary when they were written, like people going from balcony to balcony and Shakespeare, but they're contemporary when they were written. So, right. Oh, that's such an interesting question. Because, I mean, there are, say, Regency romances that are funny. Right. And there are, I'm sure that somebody has written, I mean, oh, Charlie. Uh, Charlie? No, the, the heroine's name is Charlie, uh, and she's uh, the Grim Reaper. Oh, uh, oh no, I was thinking of Dorinda Jones, who has a Grim yes, Reaper. Yes, Dorinda Jones. Yeah, yeah, but that's uh, contemporary. She, it's contemporary, but it's also paranormal. Yes, it is paranormal. Yes, but it it's is hysterical. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Very funny. Dorinda Jones. That's a good, that's a, I'm adding her. Yes. Dorinda Jones. I love her books because they are so funny. But they're paranormal. They are paranormal. That's exactly right. It does not have to be contemporary. That's interesting. We choose our genres by the dominant feature, a regency. Right. But it also be a comedy. Right. And therefore a romantic comedy. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. That's exactly right. Okay. <laughs> I'm in. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. And so and there are a number of romantic comedy paranormals there was one eons ago about a woman who became a vampire just when she was the most bloated and at her most <laughs> heavy weight right and so she was thinking oh my god i'm going to be like this for all eternity <laughs> stuck forever stuck forever <laughs> <laughs> when one thinks of you know vampires as, as slender and beautiful and right. there she was you know overweight and bloated from being it, it being that time of the month <laughs> <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> okay so the rom-com is genre defined yes but that's a good point because if you were recommending to someone here's a book that's funny here's a romance that's funny Readers are so genre-focused that is it foolish to say, actually, I think we can ask more of readers than to say, if you only read contemporary rom-coms, I don't dare recommend a science fiction rom-com to you. I think we can ask more of readers than that. I think oh, someone absolutely. would be willing to read a book that was funny, no matter what the genre. Yes, I agree. I mean, some people just really do not like paranormal or science fiction. And that's totally fine. I think they're nuts, but that's totally fine. They're allowed their point, but my, um, but their, my, their own opinion. It would be, do you not like it because it scares you, right? Because you know, some I people just don't like things that are other. Even if they were funny? Even if they were funny. Okay. All right. Well, I think that, that an ideal list would go across genres, that they would be able to find something on the list. But yes. limit yourself just to contemporary rom-coms. If I told you I had the funniest sci-fi comedy rom-com right. you 
wouldn't read it because it took place in a spaceship instead of in an office building, then I would say you are you are limiting yourself. What a sad thing. What a sad life you must lead. I happen to agree, but I have heard of such people. Yeah, I have to. I have to, which is why we'll give them an office romance on the same list and they can they can self-select. <laughs> I love the idea of going across genres. I think that makes really good sense. Yes. That's a really fun idea. Well, you're helping me brainstorm for this. Good. That's excellent. Um, Meredith, next week is our 52nd episode. One year of the Writer's Block Party podcast, which which is, man, that's pretty good for us. Yay. Yeah, we're awesome. We're awesome. We are. next we're going to do a little look back. We're going to review and talk about um, what we've learned, yes. which is going to be a long list for me. Your list is going to be much shorter. You've learned how to produce podcasts, <laughs> 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 which is not a small. And during that year, you did produce your first audiobook. So there are things. I have. What, and what I've you- also learned about marketing from our guests. And I learned a lot from Grace Burroughs, who is fantastic. 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 I still have the words hypnagogic, hypnopompic written on my wall. Okay. Don't, don't blow the. Sorry. Sorry. Talk about this next week. (laughs) And Um, we have had some wonderful people in our discord server share with us what they have learned. Yes. That was I'm so thrilled. I know that was very generous. I love it when when people play along, play along at home. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to start making my list of what I've learned, which will be extensive, uh, and I'll talk to you next week, Mary. Yeah. Okay. Have a good week. You too. Bye. That's it for the writers' block party this week. We don't want you getting so drunk on knowledge that you can't drive your laptop safely. But next week we'll be here before you know it, so check out the website at thewritersblockpartypodcast.com. One word. That's where you can find our archive of past podcasts and a place where you can get in touch with Mary and Prue or ask questions for the next podcast. Write with joy, friends, and see you next week. (laughs) 